Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash presale to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games, exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. Are you kidding me? That's what? Yeah, every so often it happens that Ryan is right. 100% right. Not even a little bit right. Tucker Pullman, two points last game. No kidding. My man. Hey, neither does me running shirtless, but that turned out very well. Welcome to the PP1 podcast. Wow. I must have been opening some things because that sounded botched. Did you get like a delay on that? No, no. It was just the classic uh, voice of an angel. Like (sighs) songbird of my generation, I've been told. That's what I've been told. How are you doing? Yeah, man. Good. Good. I mean, we had a we had a long like pre-show chat, and I'm ready to kill you pretty much. Um, not <laughs> very, in a literal, very sensitive. Yeah, you're very not sensitive. in a literal sense, but I tried to bring some some light some lightness to the show today. Uh, welcome to the PB1 podcast on Crier Media. You may have heard about it because we've been flogging it for the last two days all over <laughs> socials. So you're going to see more of it. It's it's where we live now. This is our new home. This is this is where yeah, we did be. it. We did it. Yeah, nah, nah. new new home, same new uncomfortable home. stool. Yeah, I mean, I'm sitting on a pillow because I got a new desk here, and it's higher than I realized. So that's a bit of a problem. It's a bit of a problem, but I'm okay with that. Um. Anyway, we're we're getting to a lighthearted chat. I'm wearing a Crash Bandicoot shirt that I got uh in santa monica target in the united states because we do not have a target in canada anymore and i I also bought a kirby t-shirt and a mario kart t-shirt and ted's first words as i show him crash bandicoot totally overrated (laughs) okay all right and then he and then he begins to get into yeah like uh mario like way better okay way way better those are two totally different arguments, though. No, it's not though. It's it's the flagship. It is, it's the though. flagship game for for the franchise. But you're you're just saying it's like if overrated. You're, if you're like I can accept Sega... the overrated part. I can accept that. That's fine. But it but is. You're overrated. saying now one is better. I'm not no, saying that no, 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 that no. Mario or Mario is my. You kid got said. your panties in the twist the second I said it was overrated. You know what? I just I just can't I just can't with you. And then you just started going on and like piling on to this argument. And I basically was deciding, like, okay, when you're in that hospital room after you have a successful surgery, and I, I can't wait to hear that. I'm very excited, and I love you. Um, we all remember that Seinfeld episode. George is in the, you know, in the hospital room, and he just, just end it, Jerry. Just end it. And all right. And then the pillow over top, and then that's how it's going to happen. So, and just, I think you took it too far. Maybe that was also too far. That might have been a little bit extreme. Hey, sometimes yeah. friends want to off friends because they say shit like Crash Bandicoot is overrated. It's uh, it's a debate I didn't think we need to have, and it's, it's not, not really overrated. a debate. You're saying it's a child's game, though. It's a, no, yeah. Mario is a child's game, you idiot. No, 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 no. Mario is so much more technical and difficult. 
all hey, levels of Miriam. Hey, adults, we need you guys to buy into this game. No, it's a child's game. Yeah, I mean, it's a plumber in a fantasy land <laughs> fighting a dinosaur, rescuing a princess. But that, yeah. but that has nothing. To Other do than with that, the game isn't better. It's, all the flagship games of all the flagship mascots okay. of all of them, Bandicoot is far and away the most overrated, and it's not even close. You did did those commercials in the late '90s really rub you the oh, wrong they were, way? Yeah, they were fun. The, the commercials were great. They were actually pretty great. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to find some of those in postals because those actually those like commercials like, walking were, outside in Nintendo with his mega horn, talking all the shit about Nintendo. Like pff, so much fun. Just like too bad the game wasn't better. I I just can't side with you on that. It's uh, <laughs> I just feel like there's something that happened in your childhood that you feel this way. Like I don't know. Did like like a PlayStation fall on you and like, <laughs> like cut your like cornea or something. I just, I don't get it. Was it. The, it was the great cornea accident of 1996. That's what I thought. I just, <laughs> I mean, I try to figure these things out on my own, but I'm thankful that you managed yeah. to uh, get into that. Speaking of accidents. So last week, I don't know if you saw this, if you could tell, I was kind of fidgeting around as a typing and loading stuff. Um, I was uh, potting with a burnt thumb. Mm-hmm. So we were making pachos, and I probably mentioned that on the show. You make like homemade pachos? Yeah. Well, you can make the lattice cut fries and stuff. Is that hard to I do? I mean, you can buy them. They've they've evolved to the point where it is a prepackaged. They're pretty overrated, though. Oh, <laughs> we're going there. Anyway, they're not. They're not. We're gonna we're gonna get past that so that I don't actually stop the podcast and drive to your house. Um. Anyway doing some cut up some bacon so i'm gonna you know do the the authentic right green onions the whole the whole kit caboodle so i've got the i've got the bacon sitting in the corner there and it's just about done basically turn it off move it over got to get both trays because we have one tray of gluten-free fries for my youngest and uh and for the rest of us we had the bigger tray so putting them on there wife's just about to get home i'm everything's gonna be timed perfectly Everyone's going to have like homemade potters and be awesome. Got Mississippi sauce. We went over this. Mm, yes. Love it. Was, I, yeah. was that me that rec recommended it to you? I can't remember. It wasn't, but that's okay. Okay. I'm going to uh, probably take credit for that though. You, it's, you take credit for the weirdest things. Then you know it bugs me because you know you didn't do those things and you just want to get me pissed. And it works. More, more, every more rebuttals, please. Yeah. So anyway, pull them both out of, uh, out of the oven. Cookie sheet. Hot cookie sheets. Oven mitt. Good to go. Uh, oh, but then I gotta move. I gotta move the pan to the other side. So, in my infinite wisdom, full on grab one of the pans, some mostly. Uh, proceed to burn, and I'm not good with degrees of burning. I'm assuming if you just count layers of skin. So right now that's the main layer. So one, two. How quickly can you heal from a third degree burn? I feel like I've asked this question before. <laughs> We're going to say at least a second degree burn on my thumb because I ran it under the water. Whole thumb goes white from dead skin instantly. Not not a great scene. So get some ice on it, get some ice, eventually tape it up. So I was uh, I was potting with a burnt thumb last week, uh, but I made it happen. I made it happen. And what I didn't. What a trooper. I've, and now it's all calloused over, which is great. I can get back to normal. I just thought you guys would want to know about that. 
Yeah, I think eventually we'll get to talking about Canucks stuff. But I, when you, I have a couple of questions. I mean, we'll we'll get to Canucks. There's plenty to talk about. But yeah, how we'll how how are you how are you cooking on a cookie tray? Like when you cook nachos and when you cook pachos and and mm-hmm. things like that. Do you go, you know, potatoes or chips right on the cookie tray, or do you put a layer down or like? So we've you... got those neoprene, whatever they are. You're you're asking the wrong person of what the name is, but they're like the like a silicone sheet that you put over top of the sheet to protect it. So if you're making wings or something that doesn't like cake on there, right, and then you okay. just clean off this little, so it's, they're, they're fabulous. So, they're so my, my pro tip for, for yeah. baking nachos or, or pachos or yes. wings, what have you, is to lay down a layer of parchment paper. And we used to do that. We then the whole thing just goes in the garbage and then the pan is clean. But yeah, so you're, you're a doing more wasteful, wasteful, though, yeah. a little bit more wasteful that way. And I'm a little bit more about the environment. So it's, we're just re- all about reasoning. <laughs> How you like that? How you like those apples? <laughs> so, this is the weirdest, the weirdest arguments we have on this show. Uh, you can, I mean, if you guys want to comment along on how pathetic this is, obviously our Facebook, our YouTube, uh, the Cryer Media YouTube page, we're all over the place. Uh, Twitch, that's a thing. Still not into that yet, like on ours. Maybe we'll Friendster, do it. MySpace. Yeah, Friendster. Um, so we're going to get into that. Um, I, I've i got a rant planned for tonight, and I will get that in at some point. It is Canucks related. couple things. Uh, we were going over talking about coffee today. I had the day off, so I had a lot of thoughts in my head. Um, but before we get into like serious things, Canucks. Well, there wasn't things. really much to do about the Canucks this week, though, was there? Oh, actually, no. Yeah, I don't really? think there was this pretty pretty light week. Oh, much. okay. Well, then, I mean, can I lay into the story a little bit more? Yeah, hit it. Would, yeah, hit okay. It. I figure if we got the time, might as well. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. So we've you and I have chatted about grocery store chip trips from time to time. Um, how like we operate and planned and this and that. What would you say is like the most impulse buy at a grocery store? I think it's either like beef jerky or pepperoni. Uh, I, I, I get that. I, I feel that, you know, you like your the, the beef jerky, the pepperoni, maybe you're like walking down the, the deli aisle and you decide to grab, you know, prosciutto or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Like that's, I think that's a pretty good impulse buy. I I'm like the exotic fruit stuff, right? Like, I, Hey, man, can I use a guava? Oh. You guys want to try a guava? Like maybe we should try a papaya. How about a, dra- how about a dragon fruit? Yeah. How much is it? Oh, it's uh, you know only eight seventy five a pound. But you're not grabbing that at the till, though. Like you're kind of like you're just like walking through and like I didn't need that, and you just yeah. But there's nothing on anybody's list that suggests that you need to be grabbing guava, passion fruit, or papaya, or or dragon fruit. Like that's a you see it, it's weird, and you want it. Maybe that's Um, maybe I'm just thinking North American. So maybe this is a thing in other countries where those are like those are maybe. Yeah, maybe maybe in you know maybe in South America somewhere, they're they're talking about doing an impulse buy and picking up a gala apple. Hmm. I never thought of that. Yeah. Way to shout out to gala apples. <laughs> shout hey shout out shout out to the real ones out there. Gala apples, you know where you sit. Oh man, we've we've really covered a lot so far. I'm very excited. Um, the All Star Games coming up. You saw, do you see the jerseys that got released? I think today. 
The also, you have no, I haven't. I, okay, I, so I'll, I'll make a I'll make a Google look right now for your. No, I got it here. I got it here oh, for okay, your yeah. virgin eyes because everyone else has seen them. These are this year's NHL All Star jerseys. Ooh, Reverse. the, mm-hmm. the hotness! Oh my god, that is mm-hmm. that's like mm-hmm. circa NHL '94 eight big mm-hmm. celebration graphics that those are i love those so they went reverse retro on the all-star jerseys this year and i couldn't be damn happy time. it's about damn time so i don't i'm trying to like not buy every jersey that gets me excited this one hits a little bit different I, again i don't know a lot of times i'm going to be wearing something like that t-shirts i think if there's a t-shirt option i would definitely invest but i just maybe i do have to get the jersey i don't know I mean, do I get an Eastern Conference Bo Horvat jersey? Do I get a, um, I mean, Pedersen's not getting traded, so I can don't need to make a joke there. But I mean, am I? Is it a Western Conference Bo Horvat? What what patch is going to be on the side? Is it a Boston Bruins one? I don't know. So many options. Jerseys I mean, though, home run. I feel like, I feel like I'd have a hard time with you if you stuck a Bruins logo on your Horvat jersey, yeah. and then. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm just saying what it might look yeah. like. I'm just saying that if we were playing shinny, like it, you might end up in a snowbank. Let's be honest. I'm probably going to end up in the snowbank anyway. Anyone, <laughs> any one of our close friends knows this, that that's just an organic thing that's probably going to happen, whether I've been shoved or not. So well, I, I'm not, it's not even that it would be me that shoved you. I mean, you're, you're going to show up in a, a Horvat Bruins jersey. Well, I'll have the Rutu jersey, the Finland one, just in case. Yeah, okay. So just, me, yeah. You know, just for uh, just for uh, cataloging purposes, obviously. Um, and then the Canucks obviously did the probably the least surprising thing, and they freed the skate. Way to go, guys! You actually found a way to sully the one thing that was going to buy you some time. We talked about this. Remember how I said. They drop the skate jersey, and it distracts everybody from what's going on. The problem was they screwed that up too. Uh, it wasn't what it should have been. I don't. It, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, I don't hate it. I think it looks pretty good. It looks. It looks bad when it was. I. You know. Maybe I should let you go before I. I I'm it. gonna. I'm gonna put a few things. I don't hate it. It's still the skate, and that. I'm thankful for. Are you allowed to say that you, they sullied the jersey, but you don't hate it? Mm-hmm. Okay, just checking. I think it's there's a there's a wavelength here that I think I'm allowed to work with. They they got the skate, and that's awesome. They got the colors in there, tweaked it maybe a little bit, but they go with the current font on the on the jersey with the name bar and the numbers, and then it just there's there's too much there that they've changed, and I know they've done that with the stick jersey. I know they've done that with, um, I mean, they've obviously changed the the Orca and everything as well. I just, the one thing that we were asking for, and then they changed it for the sake of changing it. I, that was like the one thing that didn't need to be changed. I mean, if there was a radical way to change the skate altogether and like remodel it, maybe that would be a totally different thing. But they just, you know what I mean? Like there was an opportunity to just give us what we asked for. And they still managed to like change that and make it their version. You know what I mean? Like we were asking for one thing and like, well, we're going to give it to you, but on our terms. Yeah. I feel like that's all I'm saying. 
I feel like that's just the Canucks. I don't know that I hate it that bad. I just it just bothers me I, as a Jersey guy. As a, I mean, purist is probably the wrong word because look at me. I think that uh, you know, nineteen ninety four All Star jersey with pink and teal looks better than. I mean, who am I to judge? But I <laughs> I don't know. It. I I think they had an opportunity to just do what should have been done. I mean, they had they they released the skate jersey. As like an all, or as a, what was it, like a fourth jersey? Was it even just last season? Yeah, like it's pretty recent. They did a couple of things, right? Like they got rid of the white background in behind the font like on the actual skate logo. Like it's pretty minimal stuff. It's just like, frustrating. To, they didn't really screw it up that bad. Like the, the yellow is the same size as the red. And there's no, there's, there's, there's a black layer in between where, I mean, before... It, there was a smaller layer of red and a bigger layer of yellow. Like that's pretty minimal change. Like the font looks really good. Like let's be honest. Like the, but it's like, it doesn't I look good on that jersey because it's the it, same it, font and it's it just I don't think it fits. I I mean that font almost fits the wording on the word Canucks on the front of the jersey even better than the old stuff does. I don't know. It's just a more modern take on on the on the same jersey, but it's not. They didn't deviate super far. Like they got rid of the like the the collar is is now all black versus being colored. But like, yeah, look, like I'll admit when I first saw it drop and they had just the logo, right? We get what we see the first time, sure. just the logo yep. with just yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. just the 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 stripes on it. You know, you don't see any collar. Instantly had an issue with that. Um, looks just blocky and very, very plain. Right. And then the second you see them with the, with the, the kid on the back and with a helmet and socks on and in full it's gonna gear take some time for me. That's all. And I'm especially saying. like, Oh man, like it's, I mean, it's, it's too bad. We, he got yanked so early, but, but we I just, mean, let's do that. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal. There we go. See, it's, it's, oh. it's, it's too bad. Martin got yanked so early because his setup was really, really good. And that you did have was, a nice setup, very, yeah. very on point. And, and just looking at those guys, I mean, shades of Troy Gamble <laughs> in Dalia last night. I mean, it's, I think, man, it looked really good with all the gear on it. I, I, I didn't like it at first glance. And then once I saw it start to take shape with the guys using it, like, I, I don't know, I, I flipped the switch on it. It was good. I think I'm going to need some time to warm up to it. I mean, they're wearing it for the next, what, six games, I think, straight. Yeah. Awesome. So I, I hate that they do great. this, though, because they introduce a new jersey that's cool and we like, and then it's always during a, sh a shitty time period where they're about to lose a bunch of games. Then They're going to lose that. anyway. Yeah. It's typical Canucks. They, they, they find themselves in a win, and then, well, and then they still find a loss in there. That's, that's fine. Like, yeah. It's idiot proof. And then you see the connection and you're like. So here's the thing. We were going to launch it. We didn't. We didn't know. We didn't know this was all going to happen. I mean, fitting tribute for Gino as well. That that was Absolutely. able to work out. That itself worked out a lot better. Um, it is unfortunate. Obviously, Gino's passing. Um, you know, an absolute like legend <sighs> for, for all Canucks time. And what he did for, for the organization, like just he like a badass, but at the same time, like such a character, such a genuinely nice human being, uh, the, the stories that we've heard on, on other shows about it, like, didn't he go to Russia or something to like the Kremlin or like saw the KGB and he's like, I'm looking for Pavel. Like, <laughs> what? Like some absolutely true, crazy stories. It just such a great guy. Well, and like, you, you know, you made it. As as a player and as like a fan icon, when when you have like 
urban legends, right? Yeah. Like the fact that like, you know, they, they, that people talk about the fact that Bure, like Bure and him were, were best buds and that Gino went to Russia and visited the Kremlin. Did that happen? Like, I don't know. Like, is Gino out there enough that we can believe that? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like, oh, did you know like Gino could speak four languages? Like, like oh, really? speak English, Italian, like what was it like Algonquin or something like that? And yeah. then like, yeah. and then like also spoke Russian because he was best friends with Pavel. Like, like, I don't know, but like, maybe like it's it, it was like there's so many of these stories like can neither confirm or deny about Gino because like that was just him he was bigger than life like I remember walking into like was it like Cyclone Taylor's back in the day mm -hmm. and yep. like checking out all the poster rack like oh like I can get a Mogilny poster like there's there's four different versions of a Bure poster like oh look at this Rad Lemieux poster there's a sweet Gretzky poster there's this awesome Gino Ojik poster and like that was literally the way it was and like it was yeah. one of their best-selling posters right like i mean he 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 was imprinted everywhere with this franchise and like mm. really personified what it meant to be a canuck back in the day right there was there was the core just like there's the core now and there was the core during the cup run and all that good stuff right i mean it was it was linden plasma it was, it was adrian yeah it was it was beret you know there was like you could throw a lume in there there was a mclean and then there was Ronnie. There was fucking Gino. Like Ronning yeah. was there, but there was Gino. And we're talking about a guy who who entered the league like a bat out of hell. Yeah. And 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 didn't stop playing that way until his last days as a Canuck, right? So And he carried value even in a trade too. Like, you know, goes to Montreal, goes like yeah. they're trading Gino Ojik and he's still carrying value. Like, not to say that he wasn't valuable, but you think about what some of these guys were worth back in the day. And it was still you know, a valuable trade chip. He was still yeah. a valuable player to any team. And again, there was an enforcer role still at that point, but. And yeah. so, and so important, like. Hey, it's Ryan from the PP1 podcast on Cryer Media. If you're looking for a spot to advertise your company, your brand, your cheese wheel, some beer, maybe some donuts, this is the spot. Reach out to me via DM on Twitter or Instagram at always94, and I'd be more than happy to chat with you. Worst case scenario, we just become best friends. And how awesome does that sound? Bure was a tough fucker, too. Like, I mean, he he yeah. would come in with the elbows, and he was like a little fire hydrant himself. And there was a lot of times when he could handle himself. But he just allowed Bure to, to be out there to do whatever the heck he wanted. And everybody talks about, you know, Wayne skating with with Semenko and Hunter and all those guys that if you did anything, you were going to pay. And, 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 and that carried through to every team that had a star player. And Vancouver was no different with Burry and Ojek. So that's fair. No, yeah. you're right. You're right. Yeah. It's, it's too bad. Uh, you know, we knew he was fighting for a long time. I did a blog post, I think for connects army. Oh my goodness. However many years ago when it first kind of came up and I was like <sighs> cancer pick of cancer, I think. Right. And you know, it picked the wrong guy. Like it, you picked the wrong guy to fight because he, and he fought it, right? He was, he actually did fight for a long time and it's still sad, but it's good to see that his, I mean, his battle obviously is over now and that's something that, you know, he doesn't have to endure. The family can get some peace about it too. So. Um, yeah. I remember, I remember being through, we were there on one of our, our manager meetings and I remember being in the, the Calgary airport and, and he was there and there was a small group of people around him no coming up and getting pictures and taking autographs and stuff like that. And no kidding. You know, he had, I was waiting at my gate and he had just spent 10 minutes taking pictures of people left, right and center and, and very gracious and very happy. And then there was like, 
you know, another young couple that were kind of off to the side and you could hear them saying like, Oh no, he's already talked to so many people already. Like, let's just leave him be. It's cool that he's there. We saw him. And he was like, no, like motioning them from across the hallway to come over, like, come on over. Like, let's get a picture if you guys want, like, it's totally cool. And they were so stoked to just walk over and do that. But he was the type of guy to make time for everybody. It seemed right. So yeah, super bad. Too bad. Um, We're going to get into the stuff. I've got a rant. Are you ready for this? I had to proofread it a couple times. Just do the damn thing. Okay, here we go. I've labeled it the rant. I feel like I'm like how Matt Sakaris would do like his welcome mat. The Canucks have officially done it. They've become the worst franchise in the NHL. We joked about Arizona and their 5,000-seat college arena, their money pit franchise being held on a lifeline for decades. And yet here we are in 2023 looking at the Vancouver Canucks and feeling like it can't be any worse. We're on rebuild, retool, lie package number three and they're no closer to a contender than they were in 2012 they failed their players they failed their fans and they failed the media they currently have limited media passes for digital media despite the personnel in the room staying roughly the same for the last six years it's still j pat farhan imac patrick the athletic connects army a few others as well that room used to be bursting at the seams and we i did chat with uh, farhan about that it isn't as big as it used to be back in the heyday um, questions and criticism have never been basically silenced more than it has been in the last year. And I'll get into that a little bit further. Hard hitting questions are buried in turn for pressers that skirt around the elephant in the room. In all fairness, save people's jobs. We don't want to see people doing that just because they ask a question. The roster has been, I've seen multiple catastrophic failures. And regardless of who's making the moves, Jim and John or Jim and Patrick, it's the same message that it's just too hard. And that they can turn things around soon without blowing things up. Enduring one more tough season of Louis Erickson, Jay Beagle, and Antoine Roussel would have given the team so much more cap flexibility. But they turned one failure into another with OEL and Garland. Basically, Luongo's recapture was just given a different name. The JT Miller thing, now the Bo thing, the PD Bridge deal, Corey Stillman. Everything Brock that hasn't happened and stringing along coaches when enough's enough. This isn't a toxic fan base. It's fed up with the lip service it's been given for 10 years. Management has come out to say that they want the top pick this year, but they're also saying blowing up the core isn't necessarily the way either, and they don't want to acquire picks. They want hockey trades. They've made a mockery of how they run this team from top to bottom, and even their one get-out-of-jail-free card, the skate jersey, has been sullied. I've, I've, I've softened on that blow. I'd say this team isn't worth covering anymore, but it's actually the exact opposite. Somehow this team needs to be held more accountable as it's too convenient that this team hasn't been able to get back to dominance for this long. Selling the team obviously isn't a turnkey thing and as lousy as a human being as as Aquilini has been portrayed, he doesn't need to do anything, but he sunk this team lower than it's been in a long, long time. Like crazy George quitting long time. We'll be here to blast this team as long as we can and the media in the room hopefully isn't being punished for asking the questions that get real answers pauses awkward silences jason botchford motivated an army what are we waiting for the canucks stole my heart 30 years ago and it's been on an incredible ride but there's no way that this can keep going like it is it's the laughing stock of the league the league everybody knows it and somehow it's not even embarrassing we're waiting for this to hit rock bottom but i thought that was four years ago boy was i wrong there's a lot in there Lots to unpack there. Yeah. Lots rock bottom, rock bottom four years ago. It's right? just that we it's just that we hit rock bottom 
four years ago and just stayed there. But it wasn't that it got it worse. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Yeah. I, I think it's I was saying this to Farhan today that I think it's just that we're so frustrated with the culmination of all these things. It's not that we're mad at this regime or regime, however you want to say it. Hard G, silent G. Oh, maybe a little bit. No, but, but you know what I mean? We're not like mad at them 100%. Yeah, we're mad near We them. were mad at that it's still this and that what they said was going to happen. And not that we're saying everything was going to be turned around. It's all going to be rainbows and unicorns. But they're this far in, what, a year and a bit, and they're we're getting the same message. Yeah, we're no, getting, it's it's not that it was I mean? everything's going to be turned around and it's going to be rainbows and unicorn, unicorns. No. I mean, it, it's that it's it is the same. I think people were expecting it to to, to be somewhat the same. Well, we slogged through this and figured it out, but it's the same. And but they've done and gone and done and made more of the same decisions as well that the previous regime did in re-upping guys like Miller and, and, you know, extending contracts on guys like Besser or placing the wrong bets in the wrong spots or, or, or making trades that you probably didn't need to make um, in order to move this thing down the line because you thought this team was going to be competitive, but it clearly wasn't. And now they're in the same state that they were last time except for had they just left everything the way it was and let this, 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 this state hit the way it was supposed to, they would have been fine and we would have been better for it, but they, they let it get to this point and made a bunch of moves and got themselves stuck in the same potholes and, and ruts that they did the, with the previous regime that now we're sort of continuing on down the same path that we were two, three years ago with a new regime making similar mistakes. It just, it's it is it's just frustrating because we were willing and how one of the media members said well everybody is okay with you know i can't remember how they said it but that you know we're going to be patient or that they weren't going to be patient or no we are going to be patient we're okay with a rebuild we're okay with them blowing it up of realistically whatever that needs to look like we're we're realistic we don't want this fluffy Oh well, we only need to really trade these two guys, and I think we can. No, you can't. You you can't just tweak it and expect things to just cycle, and it it doesn't work that way. We're willing, and we have been willing for eight years, nine years, ten years. If they would have done the New York Rangers thing and come out with the letter or come out in a public presser and just said what it was and said what needs to happen. We would have been okay with that. It hurts. Yeah, there's just such an ego with this franchise. Like, I'm not talking about its fans. I'm talking about, like, the Vancouver Canucks as an organization. There's such an ego that they literally think they're they're better than a rebuild. Like, I don't know where, I don't know, I don't know where they get this, this mindset from or this thought and motivation to be that. I don't get it. uh, We don't, I don't get it. We're better than that. We don't need to rebuild. Yo, you need to rebuild. 100% 100% like, you need to rebuild. If, if we start rebuilding now, what are we like? Like I'm talking rebuilding now. What are we like two, three, four years away from being competitive? You know, okay. at that point, at that point, we're looking at watching our number one defenseman, our number one seven uh, center and our number one goalie 
be entering the end of their prime by the time this team is ready to compete. That's on you. That's on you then. You you have to live with that. You have to live with, hey, we might not win with this group. But what if we win with the next group? What if all it takes is trading those guys at the end of this, whatever that is, mm-hmm. and you trade and and that's when you get over the cusp, whatever that next group is, right? Uh, maybe. But you maybe have to be willing to do that. This team, I, I like they're going to move. Like it's a very, very good chance. We can't even say they're going to move Horvat because of what happened with the whole Miller thing. Yeah. Right. Well, they they hitched their horse to him, so they they did. This is a Miller team now, whether they like it or not, and I don't think they like it that much. If we're being completely mm-hmm. honest, no. It, so I mean, they're gonna they're gonna move Horvat, and and only if they do it right can we have an opportunity to kickstart this franchise into doing some good things down the road. That in itself seems like a stretch based on track record. Well, and what's their asking price? Like what are the, what do they think they should be able to get? Like it's got to be then, it's got to be a first round draft pick, uh, and plus plus whether that means you know another draft pick or, or 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 listen or to that a high end pros- prospect. Do you or think more. Bo Horvat is worth a first plus plus? Like well, he overall, might be, he might be for a playoff run, right? Okay, for one he, or two teams. Yes. Yes. But that's but that's the nature of trade deadline, right? Like teams overpay. Oh, I get you overpay, right? Teams overpay at a shot to win the cup, right? Mm-hmm. You're not talking about what this player's value is going to be realistically for the course of the season because all of that goes out the window, right? Yeah, they're, they're this is COVID times. They're out there playing, paying copious amounts of money for a 2004 Ford Ranger because it's all they have access to, and it's twice as much as it should be. But it has a Bluetooth stereo. <laughs> yeah. So they so they they have a chance to 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 turn this thing into something, but I'm just I'm I'm not sold on on this team being able to pull it off. Like they, nothing in the last ten years has suggested to me that they're going to win this trade and do the right things with it. When was mm-hmm. the last time that happened? There's been some wins, right? Like there was, you know, like if 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 I think back, you know, recently to. Um, and we're we're really reaching here, but if if we think back, like you know, making the Goldobin trade for Yannick Hansen, right? Like Goldobin didn't work out, but Hansen was going to be a lost cause. That's the right idea, I suppose, right? And I think they're going to probably for yeah, Burroughs for Dolan. That's that that kind of idea. We're trying to like acquire, you know, you know, average players. You're trying to acquire good lottery tickets to move this thing forward. They've already stated that they don't want draft picks because those are those types of players are, you know, three, four, or five years out, um, which I disagree with. If you're trying to get your hands on first that's rounders, that's when you're going to be faster than normal. Yeah, yeah, it, it, but like we're we're sitting in this position where we've just continued to re up aging players, and and they're not willing to walk away from them at the right time. And if you were going to make a bet, I mean, we've talked about this in nauseum. If you were going to make a bet, wouldn't that bet have rather been, wouldn't you rather it have been Bo than, than JT just based on age? Like I, what, what, what is he, what is he supposed to do for this franchise in three, four years when he's ready to, when they're ready to compete? What are you going to be leaning on your 33 year old right winger, left winger, part-time center to be playing on your, you know, your top, top two lines like highly unlikely but you're going to be paying him like you're going to be paying him like eight million dollars a year like what on earth would compel you to think that way so there's a market out there for Bo, 
God willing, they can find a way to capitalize on it. I just don't, I just don't have the confidence in them to be able to do it. Like, do I think that you should be able to get like a number one draft, first round draft pick plus plus for a guy like Bo during the trade deadline? And do I not think that there's, you know, five or six teams in this league that would want him for a playoff runs, conceivably three or four that would pay the price to get him? Yeah, I, I, I really do think that, but I just don't know, man, like this, it's so weird with this franchise. Like they, it, they literally think they're so good that they don't have to rebuild. And, and using words like retool, it really rubs people the wrong way, right? We've been there. We've done that already. And I think whether that was the intention or not, it, 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 it makes people very unhappy to hear those words. It, it, the, the word just, it's laughable because knowing what a retool is, you're basically shuffling the deck to get some new voices, some new blood in there. You're not moving up the chain. You're not really moving down the chain. You're just putting in some different pieces. Yeah, and good good teams retool. You know who retools? The Tampa Bay Lightning retool. Yeah. Right? Colorado Avalanche retool. Yeah. They add free shape free agents. They move players That's out. Perfect. They move players in. They keep the core. Right? Mm-hmm. A big, big ass core. Yeah. Right. We're talking about a core that's like probably six or seven players deep versus one bursting that's like at the seams. Yeah. Right. And they retool every year. They sort of reload the deck and they keep going. Pittsburgh retooled for years. Yeah. We could get country. We could get country at, at the deadline. Yeah. I guess we have all those other guys. Yeah. He would probably help us out again. Yeah. The Vancouver Canucks are not the Pittsburgh Penguins or the Tampa Bay Lightning or the Colorado Avalanche. They have the, G- they have the president <laughs> and the GM. They do. Yeah. They do not retool, guys. No. We don't retool. That's not what this is. That's not what this should be. And if you meant it to be something different, I don't know. I haven't listened to the interview, but I'm thinking you probably asked Farhan this question. What was, is the intent to retool just like Benning had planned on retooling or is the intent to actually do something different? And maybe the wording was just incorrect. Now we didn't quite get into that. What we did get into was that you trade Bo, you trade Kuzmenko. And I don't, yeah, I don't, I just, there's, there's so many pieces to the whole Kuzmenko thing as well. Because well, let's talk about it. And I think we should. So you bring in this guy, you win the sweepstakes, and he comes to Vancouver. Highly touted prospect. He's the one guy in, that isn't in the NHL that should be. So he it's comes good, over. He's good, Fabian Brunstrom. Yeah. And he comes out, and he's going to probably hit 25. He he might finish off at 30. Probably not. He'll probably get like 28 or 29. He'll pull a Brock. And he's about the same age as Brock Besser. He's going to be getting 6 or $7 million, and he's aging. And so now we, I just, I'm so torn on the feelings on this because well, that's issue, he is man. a guy it's that you feelings. should trade. You should trade him. And at the same time, like, what was the point? We're in it for one year, a one and done. What do you mean? What's the point? I think it's so incredibly obvious. Well, I'm just saying like the whole, like we're trying to rebuild. Is he just not one of those guys we should be rebuilding with? Like we had so our I, moment, we trade him for a pick and then move on. Is, and I, I'm asking, I, is that it? Yeah, no, I think, yeah, you got it. Okay. Like yeah, I just, think that, I think all. that they would like to, I think that they would like to say to themselves that we would like to continue to play along with Kuzmenko. But that's not where this team is. They they haven't afforded themselves the opportunity to have the luxury of That's adding cool. of adding a six and a half million dollar forward or a seven million dollar forward. Who knows? If he finishes seventy points, he's going to be like seven million dollars. Yeah. Just think about it. Like you know, a million bucks for every ten points. Oof. Right. So 
yeah, I, I think I think they would I would think they would like to do that, but I, they've also put themselves in this this terrible position where they have no assets to trade that have any value, Ryan. Like, oh, I get I think, it. I think they would like to trade Brock Besser. Who on earth is going to want that contract for a forward who 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 barely lives up to his potential? In, and that's in, why and he I, was yeah, saying they almost have to ride him out, just and, ride out that contract. And you're going to have to like. And, and so I think they would like to, but I, they, they just can't, right? So the two the two players on this list that that literally there's three, I guess you could include Shen on this too, are, are, are Horvat, Kuzmenko, and Shen, who have any semblance of trade value. One because he is a goal scoring machine right now, playing yeah. in playing backyard hockey in a system that doesn't require him to to play hard defensive minutes. Yeah. The 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 other is also playing along in free flowing hockey to do whatever he wants out there. Um who 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 I don't know if the going gets tough is going to continue to be an impact player. Um it's great. He's got a ton of skill. He can do a lot with limited minutes, but he is kind of playing limited minutes and that's somewhat of a concern with a high shooting percentage. Yeah. And then and then the third is is this sort of like old throwback workhorse who has got a wealth of experience and leadership qualities that lots of teams would covet at the trade deadline. And the things that those two lower players have in common is, is, is a extremely minimal cap hit. So the whole idea of like, you know, Kuzmenko was just a bonus, right? Like, I mean, we're reaping the, the, the benefits of, of signing this player at under a million dollars and, and we're doing something with it. Well, no, not really. We're not doing something with it because we're not in a position to do anything with it. And the second we turn around and sign him to $7 million or something like that per season, and, and who knows if it's going to be a longer term thing or a shorter term thing or whatever, there's lots of factors in play there. Yeah. Once you sign him to that deal, he instantly becomes that player who's not value anymore. So, so by that metric right. or that, that, that thought process of like when something isn't, isn't giving you the value anymore. You have to move on from it. Kuzmenko is that. And if it's only one year, it's only one year, but you can't become intoxicated with the fact that you had one good year from a Kuzmenko and walk away. Just like you can't become intoxicated with the idea of, of, of staying with a Luke Shen because he's just such a good guy. And he's the type of player we need for leadership. Like you need to move off of that and you need to collect assets for those players while they still have value or you'll run into a situation where you have a player in former glory who's not putting up contracts and is making money that you don't want him to make. There's a potential for that to be a case with 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 JT Miller, and we might already be seeing it with with you know with uh, with Brock Besser. We know for sure we're seeing it with a guy like uh, OEL or Tyler Myers, and those weren't our you know OEL wasn't our contract that we signed, but Myers certainly was. And you can't you just can't have more of those players on the roster. It's fine to make a bet. And, and play in on it and see if it turns out to something awesome or it's a mistake, but you can't have more than two or three guys doing that because then you're just, now you're doing what Benning's doing and that doesn't help anybody. Right. So like I said, the, uh, you made a great, great case there. And I, I guess you kind of look at it as, Oh my goodness. Like, I mean, you are gambling, but you've bought in or, or an investment. You've bought in, you got in early and you got it for nothing. You get, you get in early on Bitcoin or whatever we want to call it, whatever that investment is. You get in early, you get it for a dollar a share and, or, or less. You get in at 50 cents a share, you're able to buy a couple thousand shares. Well, now those shares are worth $50 a share six months later. Well, they might go to 60. Yeah, well, I can get out right now 
and sell out everything and get a ton of capital back and maybe I'll buy in another one or you know maybe get in those penny stocks or the uh AMC here whatever those those crazy ones are but now I now I'm in the money and even though I loved having this and it was making me money and it still might make me some money I got out when I deemed to be a pretty good time to get out so <clears throat> I get that and I th- I think my problem is on on that one player on Kuzmenko is that it is a year and, and it just you get in you get this great and I mean his smile like all the things about him the good guy you know the good guy feeling that we get with Bo that we've had with so many players but if I buy into that theory then I'm not buying into the rebuild theory it has to be one or the other I can't have both in this case it can't yeah, be can't. both because of where this team sits so yeah, I, I would then be of the mind where, you know, burn Just the world gonna... down. Unfortunately, the you know, we have to burn the world down to get where where hopefully they ultimately will get. So I appreciate I appreciate but, you bringing it up that way. I think best case scenario, right, for the Canucks, I think would have been that they're in a playoff race right now. Mm-hmm. And they're they're talking about re-signing Kuzmanko to be part of this team because they have something there. But they don't. But they're, not. they're fighting for Bedard. And now so I guess here's here's the other thing. One quick comparison though, like if you think about the year that Anton Carter came into play with the Canucks. Yep. Just one year. And it was a fantastic year. But imagine being able to make that trade for for a guy having a fantastic year and and being able to get assets that are going to come back to you that you're going to be able to pay at a league minimum salary for entry level contract status for two, three years. Have you been sitting and, on and, that and, comparison for a bit? No, like it literally just popped that in my head. I was lovely. trying to think of, I was trying to think of a guy who had a one and done season in Vancouver and was fantastic, and we all wanted him to stay, but it wasn't the right timing. That was it. That's that probably was it. the one, right? That is the one. Mm-hmm. I mean, Thomas Vanek, but Carter was way better. Yeah, like, would you rather have? Would you rather have two or three assets playing at minimal salary, and one of those guys can pop and and be something for your franchise? Or, or would Here's you rather, would like or happen. would you rather have a guy that's being paid, you know, six and a half, seven million for the next between three and five years, three and six years, and yeah. and and will never live up to his seven million dollar salary? Here's people what was, I'd like to see people happen. People will sour on him so fast, Ryan. Oh, I know, I know. Well, we, look, we've soured on Brock, which we it sucks to say that, but we have. You know what I'd like to see happen? So let's say, let's go into dream world for a second. Let's go to unicorns and rainbows. Let's say they get Connor Bedard. If they make these, let just hear me out for a second. Magic happens. They hit lightning in a bottle twice. The Kuzmenko now Connor Bedard. Somehow we win the draft lottery. We miss out on Matthews. We miss out on McDavid. We miss out on Crosby. We oh, that sucks. Saying we've missed out on lotteries for three. <laughs> anyway, let's let's keep this cheery. So we get Connor Bedard, right? But they've moved Bo Horvat. They've moved Kuzmenko. And let's say they move one more guy. So in that, there's likely another first-round pick. It's probably going to be a contender, right? So it's going to be a later first round. Like a 22nd overall pick or something sure. like that. But you know what? You could probably parlay that 22nd overall pick and likely a second rounder. And you know who's going to be sitting around 11 to 13? You know where I'm going with this. Just say it. Just make I it. I love it. I love it. That your dream world always always includes Crystal. Yeah. Yeah. 
So they're going to be playing on a line next week at the top prospects game. These are the best draft eligible players. It's going to be on TV. You're going to enjoy it. Bedard and, and, and Andrew Crystal. Imagine, and they're boys, right? I mean, they go back, Burnaby Winter Club, all that crap. Imagine for a moment that that actually happens. So we've given, not given up, we've made, or the Canucks have made the hard move to get rid of some of these guys. And now they've got boys. They've got two buds from Vancouver. Local kids grew up cheering for the Vancouver Canucks that bleed for that team. I mean, geez, Connor Bedard, oh yeah, the Canucks are going to win the Stanley Cup. I wish he wouldn't have said that early on. That hurts. But you get both of those guys on your team. you got a playmaking winger that pulls off the Michigan like once every 20 games. He attempts it every 10. You've got Connor Bedard, who who could do that. I mean, that's something he does, but he's usually just like decimating everybody else on the ice while he's putting up an average of three goals a game. In Again, in the WHL, it won't be as comparable. So you're getting a generational talent. You're also getting his literal wingman on there. Likely both of them don't make the team right away. I would take that option. I would take, I would take that. And now Crystal would, you know, that would be my dream. Clearly there's other amazing talents there as well. Maybe they go and try to do one, two overall or something like that. And they pull a Brian Burke. I don't know if uh, Alvin and, uh, and Rutherford to have that in them. I don't think they have the same gumption that Brian Burke has. But I mean, that's a possibility. So I think if we can get over what we see right now and we can buy into the fact that, you know, buy into the future, it's probably not the worst. I've had to talk myself through this and I actually feel a little bit better about it. And it's therapy. And, 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 I, and I love that. But like, why... <laughs> Why are we so, why are we, what has the team ever done for us to be so enamored with it? Like what we we're almost guilty of the thing, same things that the Canucks organization is guilty of. And like, what makes us so good that we don't have to rebuild? And the fans think the same way sometimes, right? I mean, Oh, I can't get rid of, I can't get rid of that guy. Like he's, he's just too important. I can't get rid of Kuzmenko. He's too good. Like hey. we can't move, we can't move Brock. Like there's no way he's Brock's a Brock's a Canuck, you know? We can't we can't walk off from from you know like the list goes on and on and on like they just people are so in love with the players that are here and I think the players themselves know that something needs to change on this squad. I'm not saying they're out there calling for people's heads and trade this no. guy and trade that guy, but they know that things have got to change with this roster and that this roster, in any version of it in the last ten years, save for one decent year, has not done anything to warrant being stuck together. A wise man once told me. Now would be the best time to trade Chris Johnson. You'll never get a higher draft <laughs> capital back. And I listened to that, man. That's you. And I mean, I didn't win, but I built a way better team because of it. I did. I mean, it's you. Possible. what did you walk off? Like what would, when you made your haul for Chris Johnson, what'd you get? <sighs> I mean, could have had Julio and AJ mm-hmm. Green. I didn't. The two, two first round draft picks? Was that two, what it was? I had the second and third overall pick. Plus... Plus, plus, actually, plus. I mean, you still have to. You still have to make the picks. You have to still de- depend on your scouting. Oh, sure. And your pro scouting, right? Like, one would hope that if you're not getting a first overall draft pick back for for a guy like for a guy like Bo, that you're getting like 
a high, high end prospect that's going to mm. be ready to contribute. That's drafted within a year or two and is going to be ready to compete. Like somebody who's playing, yes, yes. you know, university hockey or somebody who's like, who, who, who is out there right now starring for a team Canada, like Dylan, like a Dylan Gunther. Or, well, the rumor is Shane Wright right now. Have or you heard that a one? Shane Wright or like you're, you're getting back a fucking a Maddie Beneers or something mm-hmm. like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it has to be so high end what's coming back to you so that it's going to be a player that contributes. Now that might be worth more than a regular first round draft pick to get that one right, right off the bat. Yep. But that's yep. the stuff that happens, right? I mean, if you think about, you know, if you think about, um, you know, St. Louis and Winnipeg making a trade and and watching a guy like Brendan Shanahan move from one roster to the other and an up-and-coming rookie defenseman named Chris Pronger going the other way, you have to think that the team that got Pronger made out pretty damn good in that trade and the team that got Shanahan probably did the same thing, right? Like you, mm-hmm. if you're giving up something great, something great, everybody be knows what's the other going way. on. Yep. And you're looking for a guy who's already established and, and already found his way as, as an NHL pro for one that's going to. And, Definitely. and I think I've brought this up many times, Joe Newendike and Jerome McGinley, same idea. And Worked the same out. thing has to happen for, for Vancouver to pull this trade off and for them to win the deal. Mm-hmm. Let's finish off with uh, the news that, continues to swirl and i haven't looked at twitter in 25 30 40 minutes so as of right now uh he isn't but the canucks will be signing uh rick talkett and i mean that's to me john tortorella the watered down version i thought you were going to talk about cleveland signing jim schwartz as a new d coordinator we'll get into that if you like Greg Roman's gone as well from from Baltimore. Oh, thank you. I mean, that sucks for everyone else, but yeah, yeah, it's good. It's, it's, it's good, good for, for Steve. You. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's well, good. no, it's, it would have been better for me if Greg Roman stayed in Baltimore. But... That's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So Rick Target's coming. He's. It sounds like uh, Sergey Gonchar is a a likely assistant coach. Cool. Yeah. Um, think about why? what he maybe does to, for Quinn's game. But why Rick Target? Like, what is, the, what is the value there? What do they feel? Is this another, like, two-season head coach thing and then we're going to have another guy? Like, is this a long-term bet? I, I don't know. I mean, I don't get it. Did, like, did, we just, think it was a, did we think it was a, what's wrong with the way the team is right now? Why don't you just, you accidentally are tanking to try to get Bernard. Why not just let that happen? Just let your assistant coaches run the team for the rest just, of the year. Just, let, Bruce, just, let Bruce go. Just, That's I mean, leave, leave, leave Bruce out of this. But but let him go. Like yeah, don't just don't. It. It's, what is the point? Hey, you're a dead man walking. Just want you to know that. See you tomorrow. Don't Let's forget you start at tomorrow. nine a.m. Yeah, I don't want to have lunch with you tomorrow because you're gonna fire me. No. Yeah, that shit's stupid. I don't know what the the theory on talk it was. I don't get a it. Decent, couple of decent seasons in 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 Phoenix. I think he's predominantly, uh, and maybe that has to do with the teams that he had in Phoenix. Predominantly a defensive coach and. There's a lot of freewheel and fire wagon hockey that's going on on the squad right now. So I don't know how many of these guys are going to enjoy it. I, th- I feel like a bunch of these guys are having career years offensively. So are they just basically saying then we're, we're still going to lose, but we'd rather lose six, five every I, game. I don't know. Like, is that what, is that what they're trying to tell us? Like, listen, we know we're going to still lose. We're still going for Bedard, but if we lose like seven to five or seven to four, six to you know, six to three, like, 
I, I'm going to think goals. We're okay. But I'm going to think outside the box on this one, and I'm going to say that they know they're going to lose, and that they're going to just let Bruce walk, mm-hmm. and that they are going to have Tockett come in, and they're going to continue to know that Tockett is going to. They're still going to lose. Mm-hmm. But at least maybe a guy like Tockett can hold them accountable to continuing to try to play the right way. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's 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 gonna be the kind of guy who who really tries to push them to 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 to, to keep them to keep them honest, maybe. I just because because what Bruce has going on here is just it's just it's it's craziness, right? I mean, yeah, the team is just they're just running around backyard hockey, and sometimes it's really fun to watch. So don't get me wrong here. So maybe yeah. they're just looking for 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 them to a guy like talking to just instill more structure heading into the new year. But is he a long term solution? Like I don't, I don't think so. That. Like what are they? I don't know what they're thinking. God, who knows with this team? Like, are we dealing with like a power up situation where they're going to just power up for like a season or two, yeah. like this, like that, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. or are we yeah, just going to with? Are we just going to stick with the? We're just going to stick uh, with that. Like, I don't get uh, it. I mean, all of us know that Talkett's the new head coach, and so does Bruce, but yet Bruce is still there and Talkett's still over there. What is it's, what is even the point of that? I don't get it. It just, it bugs me. It, it Like, that's just, as a human being, I mean, at least with Travis Green, he was a bit of a dick. No, I'm just kidding. Was it um, 31 Thoughts where... Uh, yeah, was 32. it 31 th- 32 Thoughts where, they, where where he had sort of thought that maybe Vancouver didn't want this to get out, that Talkett was going to be their guy? It's, like, things leak so easily, though. It's And it is kind of funny because someone has to leak it, right? Like, that information is out there. We know how the game works. But what would be the point of leaking all that kind of information out there to create even more of a storm than there already is. Like, you know, things are going pretty bad. What if we added another thing to the fire? What if we did this? What if we did that? Right? Like there's, there's already so many things happening with this team. Why would you bother to make all that public? Why wouldn't you let it happen the night before? Boom, 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 boom. Everybody's getting fired. Here's the coaches. Okay. Wow. Shock value. Let's talk about it instead of Rick Tockett being on TNT and they're all joking with him and he's basically saying he's hired and all these like it's it's such the wrong song and dance to be had. It just it looks so awful. It's, it's pretty and I think buying on it is the worst part too. Like imagine I mean, I guess you have to be pretty thick skinned, even if you're the coach coming in, think like, man, what's what's going down right now is super sleazy, but I'm cool with coming in. It's this right. It, it it must make this this franchise the laughing stock of the league. Well, I did I did make that point. Oh. <laughs> it, you just you just stew on it for a second, and you just like it's gross. It's dirty. It really is. And we're so talking you with about your, yeah. You're like trucks, with, you're with your family, right? And you're like, guys, I'm sorry, my brother's such an idiot. Yeah. It's like you're just continuing to apologize. You know what I mean? Like, what is the point of this? I don't. Yeah. And yet you're bringing him in for family dinners and like, you know, his girlfriend's a little bit questionable and like he's had a ton of bathroom breaks and his nose is super red and like, yeah, but Uncle Jimmy, like he gives us cool presents at Christmas time. Yeah, but he just got out of jail for the fourth time this year. And you know it is. It's bad. It's it's so questionable. Ugh, just it's gross. Um, 
let's finish on a positive note. I'm going to try to do this on the screen. Let's figure out. Doo, doo, doo. Those are the backs of the jerseys. I'll post like a picture. I'm sure you could go online because you're all capable of this. They're pretty sick. They are pretty freaking sick. Those all-star jerseys are going to hit hard. We're going to love it. We are going to get very excited. And, um, oh, wow. No kidding. I think we've hit the big time, man. I really do. Get out of here. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, I'm good, man. I think uh, I've got everything off my chest. I have I've aired out some grievances. I feel a lot better about this, about the future of this team four years from now. I'm going to hate a lot of it in the next little bit, but I mean, geez, we're here for year four. So clearly we haven't left yet. So that probably makes us just as bad. I'm not quite sure, but uh, you're on mute. I think pretty sure. Maybe that's, for I, the I haven't really said anything. So I don't know. Just, just trying to just figure things out. Um, this has been a lot of fun. You're, you're getting close to, uh, to D day. Sound like who, who who knows? Yeah, sometime in the so next four, of... yeah, sometime in the next forty days. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't have any so dates everybody, yet. Uh, everybody keep 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 your keep Ted in your thoughts and you know, reach out to him. You don't have to, but it always feels good to know people are in your corner and uh trust the process, guys. They had a nice little shout out on their yeah, show. That was nice. Um, yeah. very nice, very nice good words. Guys. So um we we got you. I mean, as I said. I don't agree with some of your your takes. I I'm a little offended on the whole Crash Bandicoot thing. Yeah, hey, out of all the things you can dispute somebody on, it should probably be the video game flagship mascot. I just the whole overrated. I'm sorry. It's yeah. I mean, it makes not, me not feel a hill. Idea. Not a hill you need to climb to to declare. Well, it wasn't a very big hill. It wasn't. <laughs> I just stood up, and there I was. So um we are the pp1 podcast we're on crier media we'd appreciate it if you know hey you listen to us on our podcast on apple google spotify give us a like subscribe all those things leave us a nice review we'd appreciate that things are going to be big in 2023 no new year's resolutions i'm just telling you that's what's going to happen um and and you need to come along for the ride with us because it's gonna be a lot of fun maybe maybe things do get better for the canucks Maybe this is the beginning of a beautiful start and all the pain and suffering is finally, you know, getting close to the end. Maybe not. Maybe we're in for doom and gloom for the next six years. Who knows? Um, Ted, any final words? I'm just uh, I'm just waiting like so many people are for for whatever this is to happen. We'll probably go through all star week and then things will will get down to business. But there's a whole slew of teams that are in no hurry to get things done. Um and they're all sitting in pretty good positions. So this thing's been dragged out in the media now. We know, I think, that the scorecards are, are filled out and ready to go. Yes. So now we just need to know who the dance partner is. Wow. It's just so elegant. So ele or eloquent. Elegant. Both. You're both. They're both fine. Yeah. You're very elegant when you're eloquent. Yeah, whatever. Worst case, like Ontario. <laughs> Keep your stick on the ice, something like that. On behalf of Ted, I'm Ryan. This is the PP1 Podcast. Peace out. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. 
podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.